casket. And remember, there is danger in all knowledge, but in fear is the greatest peril. Welcome, everybody, to the Superhouse Podcast. This is Andrew, and I am joined by Stefan. I am Stefan. <laughs> and Maddie will be joining us later on in the podcast when we do the commentary for the first Dinosaurs cartoon, the first episode for that. But before that, we're Superhouse getting... Saturday mornings. Yes. We started a new thing. Uh, but before that, we're going to go to our main segment, which we're... Uh, entitling this something to the effect of Doctor Strange and the Occult. So, um, full disclosure, everybody knows on this podcast I'm a big last podcast on the left fan, and I've become more of a Doctor Strange fan after seeing the movie, and I know that we are quite late in doing this because the movie's been out, it's on Netflix and all that, but hey, better late than never, and, uh, I did. I, I was trying to find uh, like the one definitive article online about the occult uh-huh. connections with Doctor Strange, and it uh-huh. seems like that kind of thing didn't exist. So interesting. Yeah, it was very strange. I mean, it, some of it did, was it and Doctor Strange. <laughs> some, some of it was sort of close to what I wanted, but but. In this episode, I'm trying to make the audio version of that article I, I wanted to read, and nice. it's still it's probably not as good as what I had in my mind, but I, I think it's close enough. So, getting right into it, in 1963, Stan Lee and Steve Ditko, R.I.P., introduced Marvel's Doctor Strange, a different kind of superhero who practiced occultism and held quasi-Buddhist beliefs that he learned from an quote-unquote orientalized figure named the Ancient One. Though Ditko was primarily the artist, he did write stories too. He wrote a five-page summary of the character and his world and took it to his partner in crime, writer-editor Mr. Stan Lee. He had been inspired by a long-running radio serial he had grown up listening called Chandu the Magician. And this is the uh, summary of Chandu the Magician. And this these are radio serials, man. This is way back in the day, like in the 30s. So this is it. Uh, full of magic and mystery, Chandu the Magician was a rip-roaring adventure serial broadcast originally by KHJ California in the 30s and was sponsored by White King Soap. And this is a little factoid here. The term soap opera comes from the fact that many of the original radio and TV serials were sponsored by soap manufacturers. And uh, Wow. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. The series ran <laughs> for over great. three... Kudos, Andrew. Yeah. The series ran <laughs> for over three decades and even spawned a couple of feature films starring Boris Karloff. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. Chandu? Bo- Chandu the Magician. Oh, Both man, there I'm was there. apparently there's apparently a couple incarnations and uh, it says here both incarnations of the series featured adventures of the character Frank Chandler, also known as John Du, an American who learned mystical arts such as astral projection, which he used to fight criminals and other villains. Holy crap! 
Yeah, so uh, I bet I'm, you can find it online too. I bet you can find archives at Chandu. I'm, I'm gonna look. Oh, and so such a good segue you have there, Stefan. Because boom, there it is. <laughs> if you could take a quick look at that, we're going to listen. Go to uh, right at the ten forty two mark. Oh man, hell yes! <laughs> what a treat! <laughs> what a treat this is indeed. Um, I listened to the first part and I tried to find the the, the best you know uh, best part to kind of start this off with. So if you go to ten forty two, that's kind of ten minutes forty two seconds. Um, that gets you to a real good spot. And before that, like at the very beginning of this, if you want to go back and listen to it, it does, I think, have a soap commercial. And it's like, uh-huh. ladies, you will just love this soap. And back to Chandu, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, so you said 10 minutes? Yeah, 10 minutes, 42 Sorry. seconds. Yep. 42 you got seconds. It? Right, 42 that's seconds. Fucking hilarious, man. Yep, I'm right there. <laughs> yeah. All right, so three, two, one, start. Let's take a listen. All right, everybody. Look into the crystal. Look, Dot. Hey, there's that funny sound again. There's something in the crystal. It looks like clouds. It is clouds. Over a big lake. You're looking at Dell Lake. In the Valley of Kashmir. In India? Honestly? Lotus flowers. What's that? It's like a crystal ball, right? Oh, yeah. And there's an old man sitting cross-legged on the deck. Who is it, Uncle Frank? Watch closely now. Oh, there's another man with his back to us, with a a sun helmet on his head. Talking to the old man. Frank, it's you. The other man is you. Frank, that's John Dew, bro. Listen, Dorothy. Yeah, listen. God, this is great. You are returning to America. Something tells me I should go back, my teacher. You do well to heed <laughs> the inner voice. Sit here beside me and look. Tell me what you see. Hey, he's got a crystal ball just like yes. this one. And Uncle Frank's cool. looking into it. Sound effects. What did you see, Uncle Frank? I know how they do that back house. then, right? And you. Yeah. All of them. You did. Why did Maybe. you jump up like that? My son. Wait, Dot. I want you to hear this. Do not fear for those you love. Have I not given you the three secrets? Yes, my teacher. <laughs> I know them now. What are those they secrets? should be enough. But now I give you the most precious gift. The emerald casket of the three times three. But... It is yours, my teacher. I need it no longer. <laughs> I am going to a higher place. Take the casket. Yes. And remember, cool. there is danger in all knowledge, but in fear is the greatest peril. I know. Still, I... That's an awesome quote, dude. <laughs> yeah, it is. that you have taken it for countless my son. Guard the secrets well. I will. And use them only for good. I'm yes. sorry to say goodbye to you, my teacher. Only for there is no goodbye, use the mystical arts. my son. Yet there's a shadow across the water and an icy wind. Yes, there is, 
I feel it too. Hey, Mom, you're here, not over in India. Oh, I don't huh? care what you say. I feel a cold wind on the back of my neck. What does it mean, Frank? All right. What does it mean? Well, I think we can kind of pause it there. Captivating those radio programs, man. I, I know. Yes, it's the atmospheric nature or something. It's the, yeah, something like that. Yeah, the sound effects and then the narrative is is not so um, hard to follow. You know, I mean, they're just telling you next thing, next thing, but they weave it so well together as right. you're listening to it, uh, which is cool because then you're so limited in terms of not being like having a visual right uh, cues for thing and stuff like that. So. Yeah, that was cool. I'd like to listen to more of those. Anyway. I was surprised I found that, man. Um, but everything's yeah. on the internet, I guess. Thank you, internet. So getting back Looking to it. Looking to the uh, crystal. Christians did also certainly speak out against the movie that came out two years ago. One Christian film critic said, Doctor Strange is a dangerous introduction to demonic occult deception. The Bible clearly warns against the kind of occult practices and sorcery the hero in this movie learns to do in Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 12 and Galatians 5, 20. Also... In the movie, the hero's new age occult guru teaches there may be no afterlife, that death is truly the end, and that this is a good thing. <laughs> hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> it also, apparently, uh, the writer-director Scott Derrickson for the movie uh, is an outspoken Christian. I guess he's a liberal Christian, dude. Um, but huh, he is known primarily for making horror films with r- religious themes, such as The Exorcism of Emily Rose and Deliver Us from Evil. Um, uh, oh, it wow, seems, I didn't know that. It seems like he might have intentionally left out more, dang- more dangerous elements of the occult. Uh, I don't know, man. There was a lot of stuff in there. Uh, maybe he left out some of the crazier stuff, yeah. but that's yeah, also there was- from the studio, too, probably. Yeah. I think a lot of the things that tend to be deemed um, like people don't tend to like put them in movies and stuff or like sigils and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, s- explicit uh, diagrams and, and symbols of things that state very clearly like that they're connected to something or another. Right. Um, so you, you, you tend to find that that kind of stuff is made up. Right, uh, right, in right. Movies uh, or, or left out completely. So I see like even even. Uh, I think even some of the scariest stuff, like even like the exorcist and stuff probably is limited in terms of how it represents certain things like that or written word or anything like that could be read. Um, right. Might, you know, p- p- poison the well or something. <laughs> right. There's uh, always something but, uh, taken out. Yeah. Hell yeah. Going from one medium to the next and all that. Um, but yeah. uh, then others have said Dr. Strange is perhaps the most philosophically and religious fertile Hollywood movie since the matrix. Um, and then the guardian wrote Those that in, the, in Dr. Strange, the occult can set you free. It can be used to save humanity. <laughs> I love that. What's that from the guardian? I what guess the movie, the, uh, the, that's, oh, that's, that's the guardian hilarious. said that about the movie. I believe <laughs> so say it again. The, the occult can set you free. It can be, <laughs> it can be used to save humanity. Nice. I love it. Yeah, I I, I'm trying to find all, all the best stuff here, man. So then I found another website called Jay's Analysis, and um, they had this to say. The, old, the whole point of Doctor Strange is that the titular protagonist enlightens himself through black magic. The genius neurosurgeon character of Doctor Strange is thus intended to embody the culmination of Western analytical and quantitative approaches to knowledge, openly confessing himself to be a materialist. 
After suffering a severe accident that ravages his hands, Strange discovers his steady grip has vanished, costing him his prominent medical career. That kind of sums up, sums up the beginning, but the whole like losing his grip, that's, uh, that, I love that, you know, like I, I think I kind of had that in the back of my mind when I saw the movie, like that's kind of the uh, theme of that whole thing as well. It's not right. just, especially it's so trippy, you know, as an audience member, it's, it's the, the kind of visual conflict they introduced to you right. as well to kind of like losing your mind along with him and stuff. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, there's a, there's a few layers there and I think that's really genius uh, about yeah. the, the I gotta watch that again. Hell yeah! It's such a good movie, man. I mean, it just came out like amongst a bunch of other like right. uh, movies. Like if it came out on its own, people would have lost their fucking minds. Yeah, even that's more. True. You know, yeah. it's kind of the good and bad with Marvel being so damn popular. Um, yeah, yeah. So getting uh, right into it here again. Uh, the <laughs> this is the connections to actual occult ideas. This is where we're getting into the nit- more of the nitty-gritty of it, all right? So, uh, astral projection. This shows up quite a bit in Doctor Strange. You see Strange's soul leave his body, and he's uh, looking on his body when they're doing the whole uh, the uh, operation in the room, and that comes from probably a lo- in, in the comics a lot, but it's from the one in particular that I read called The Oath, and that was really good. And... Uh, Beyond 50 Radio says, the, f- the furthest you can reach with the astral body is the astral plane that is above the physical plane, also called the world of emotions. It is the source of psychic phenomena, ghosts, flying saucers, and the occult sciences. You can use your imagination to very easily manifest at will on this plane. <laughs> um, yes, everything you just said, hell yeah. Is <laughs> some fucking metal, bro. So All right. metal. <laughs> Trippy metal. This is like prog metal, bro. Pretty much, yeah. Astral projection or astral travel is a term used in esotericism to describe a willful out-of-body experience that assumes the existence of a soul or consciousness called an astral body that is separate, that is separate from the physical body and capable of traveling outside it throughout the universe. Um, and it's I'm show, talking about this, the astral booty, <laughs> the astral <Sorry>. plane. Uh, <laughs> fucking so, <laughs> it shows up. It shows up in several uh, lineages. I, I have a couple here. So in Western, I guess European, uh, it says uh, according to classical, medieval, and Renaissance Hermeticism, Neoplatonism, and theo- Theosophic, Theosophist, and Rosicrucian thought the Astral body is an intermediate body of light, linking linking the rational soul to the physical body, while the astral plane is an intermediate world of light between heaven and earth, composed of the spheres of the planets and stars. These astral spheres were held to be populated by angels, demons, and spirits. Don't know what the difference between all those three would be, but that's what I got. It also shows up in ancient Egyptian uh, lore, I guess you could say. Uh, it said that they taught that uh, they present the soul, ba, B-A, as having the ability to hover outside the physical body via the ka, K-A, or subtle body. Um, uh-huh. Subtle might, body, yeah. I've heard that. You have? Okay, I did not. I don't yeah, know yeah. about that. Yeah. It's uh, like a spiritual space. 
like yeah, astral astral body. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. In I have early, a book, uh, a yeah. new agey book on on astral projection called uh, Limitless Mind by Russell Targ. Oh shit! Uh, my mom met this dude at a, a 2012 summit in Cancun. Oh shit! And yeah, he, uh, he gave she got this copy of this book about astral projection. Like, pretty awesome. Pretty. Your mom's agey. into a bunch of freaky shit, right? Yeah, she's like a new agey <laughs> hippie shaman lady. Nice. Uh, yeah, she's pretty cool. So I'm pretty weird. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, they say a lot of uh, the Western magical practices and, and things like that come from just straight up shamanism. Uh, I'm yeah, not exactly I would sure say all so, that yeah. works. Mysticism but. didn't really carry itself over, you know, um, from when when mysticism started to been sucked out of like the more Western Westernized ideas of spiritualism that came with the colonials and whatever post Roman I don't know what I'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> I like those words dude <laughs> astral projection also sort of shows up in Buddhism where uh, it says one of the many super normal super normal I guess maybe supernatural powers for those who reach the fourth jhana <laughs> uh, yeah. so uh, and then it's how, Luke, it's how Luke stopped Kylo Ren at the end of The Last Jedi Exactly, more or less. If you also, and I, I think this is this is my own personal interpretation here. But moving into the next part here about sacred geometry, it seems like yes, there is some. What do you call it? Like you see the geometry in those like symbols around his hands, yeah. right? Yeah, definitely shit like that. So yeah. um, I first Archimedean became platonic solids. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. Uh, the drummer for Tool, Danny Carey, is known for setting up his drums in sacred geometrical yeah. patterns. You see these circles in, around Strange's hands when he charges up or is about to make a portal or something like that. Uh, sacred geometry ascribes symbolic or sacred meanings to certain geometric shapes and certain geometric proportions. It is associated with the belief that a god is the geometer of the world. The geometry used in the design and construction of religious structures such as churches, temples, mosques, religious monuments, altars, tabernacles, and so on has sometimes been considered sacred. The concept applies to sacred spaces such as Temenoi, sacred groves, village greens, holy wells, and the creation of religious art. Um, seems like uh, it comes... I couldn't find exactly where it comes from uh, mm. But I, I found a little bit of something on Hinduism and yeah. uh, Western. the sacred geometry? Aspect? Yeah, Western occultism yeah. too. But I'm, yeah. maybe it goes so far back as like Indo European when the two, when, when I guess India and Europe were uh, yeah. more connected. I, I used to have this book called um, Nothing in This Book is True But Is Exactly How It Is by Bill Frizzle. I've heard and of I, this, dude. Yeah, I found that book through toolband.com for my fascination with Tool and then, yeah. of course, Danny Carey, like you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in that book, it does, a, it does a pretty solid breakdown of how the sacred geometry works. And it's as, been, as being taught by a, a guy named Drinvalo Melchizedek. Oh my God! Ooh. This guy, this okay. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah. So this guy, he's just kind of like he's kind of this legendary figure in like the new age transcendent kind of uh, culture that 
sprung up. Is in that like guy the late real, 60s, or is that like a pen name for some other dude, or what is that exactly? That's the thing. That's the thing. More than likely, exactly like some kind of pen name or whatever. But it's he's believed to be like uh, hundreds of years old, and he's like tapped into, you know, they he taps into tr- a transcendent type of you know like doctor strange shit like basically this dude is like a new agey like god figure that's like this doctor strange type of figure who can jump in and out of planes and dimensions and things like that using sacred geometry so i I, i'm sure there's a point in this book and the book gets crazy it's nuts um but there is a point in this book where uh i think it points to where some of the sources of this sacred geometry come from um but i think if anything it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty intricate breakdown of how it all works and how it correlates to like things like the way that our bodies develop and embryos and numbers and you know basically all the shit that's in tools music is attributed a lot to stuff that's in that book and sacred geometry and dr strange apparently oh yeah i mean it shows up in all this kind of occult shit and uh, awesome man yeah um so that's pretty much all I had. Uh, I think you had more about oh, that really? than I did. Uh, no, 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 no. About about, oh, about sacred that, geometry. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So cool. going on to the next one. Uh, one of the central themes of the film is that the universe is more than just material bodies made of atoms. At the beginning of the film, Doctor Strange only believes in science and rejects the reality of the spirit. But after he experiences astral projection himself, he can no longer adhere to strict materialism. So this kind of goes back. I guess it's like a core uh, theme in the film and in the comic book as well. And um, I guess it's just saying that I could, I, there's nothing really concrete I found on this, but um, just the fact that uh, I guess a spiritual plane exists and that this relates to astral projection and all that. Um, and that can really uh, change how you think about uh, if you have a materialistic scientific materialistic worldview and um, anytime a main character is forced to change how he thinks about things is always good drama the next one here is called strange sorcery it says thus this is a world where evil is real magic allows dr strange to open up portals to other dimensions but the ancient one warns him that while some worlds are benevolent and life-giving others are dark places filled with malice and hunger for destruction um that's all on that one eastern mysticism um the, and again this is personally what i think what makes dr strange kind of cool is that there's a lot of eastern uh influence with this with this character he, he goes to, to tibet and um it takes him to the east where he's searching in the himalayas for a fabled city called kamartaj and they there was all this talk about you know the ancient one being whitewashed because she's supposed to be asian uh or tibetan or something like that which i do understand but uh i do think that uh what's her name played a really she was really great in that role um, really excellent in that that rain scene, uh, and uh, I guess uh, just the the basics here is that the Eastern mysticism would be different from Western occultism, and uh, I I think there they used to be. It seems to me, and again, I've only done cursory research on this, but it seems to me that they used to group them kind of together. It was like anything that wasn't Christianity was evil and occult. And, it, and like, 
and 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 like even buddhism had like some evilness to it and and like looking on that now to me it seems like that's silly because if anything if anything was on the good side of the force i would say it's buddhism right <laughs> so right. Yeah. it's just strange to probably me their, I, probably their ideas of like afterlife and reincarnation and suffering and stuff like that probably seem fairly wicked uh, especially deities embodying both good and bad, you know, there's not like a black and white type of stance. In some cases, you have uh, morality plays in, and I mean, it's a religion that doesn't character. that doesn't talk about Jesus Karma. whatsoever. So it's yeah. uh, it's it's I think people were much more fundamentalist than they are now. I mean, it's take the embraces, average Christian, it's, the average fundamentalist yeah. Christian now. That's how. A lot of people were back then. Yeah. So yeah. if that was more of a majority than anything that wasn't that, then they would consider evil, I guess. But yeah, I well, find definitely. it kind of strange. Yeah, and, I think and it has I'm to from do the Bible Bill. death and the afterlife. <laughs> yeah. Really, I think it's like if you don't agree with the way somebody thinks their afterlife is going to be, it's a it's a clear attack to the ego. You know, that's where it's all based. It's like. You know, I'm not going to die, really die all the way, you know, a little bit I'll die, but not a whole lot, you know, like the whole like reincarnation. And you all know, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With everything that you could possibly believe, I think it's fair to consider that nothing is also a possibility. So it kind of takes you to that mindset. Yeah. All right. Um so more info about the ancient one uh her first appearance uh doctor doctor strange soars to meet the ancient one in the vastness of asia <laughs> i think that's a quote there in 1963 in the second doctor oh. strange story the ancient one lives quote unquote somewhere in tibet oh yeah that was from issue 110 to issue 111 four stories later uh he resides in india land of mystic enchantment uh, that would be uh, number 115. So, um, yeah, I think it was mostly a dude for the longest time, and now it's an androgynous type of character, probably Asian uh, androgynous in the comics. The, the uh, ancient one? The ancient one, yeah. Um, so, and then, of course, let's talk about it, drug usage. Um, the out-of-body experiences seem to be exactly inspired by DMT and acid specifically, this is this is a uh, influence from the comics, which were written in the '60s, and that was taken to the movie as well. And also, you do see Stan Lee with a copy of *The Doors of Perception* by Aldous Huxley in his cameo in this film. And yeah, Stefan, you you've that, done DMT. Yeah. So yes. please regale us with how accurate this is. And this does relate to the occult because it does seem like the occult is very cool with drugs. <laughs> so uh, this yeah, all ties yeah. in, everybody. It's like peering into a window, you know. A lot of the imagery of in infinite kind of things, when you see like a lot of rippling infinity type of imagery, you know, repeated imagery kind of things. Uh, you get yeah, what I mean? like a fractal imagery. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you see like fractal imageries or repeated things, things that express the idea of infinity, yeah. um, is something is something that that kind of runs through your head when you're going through that experience. So, you know, I would say, yeah, when the when the reality of when our reality starts folding in on itself and stuff like that, and you get this really 
odd angled, just unbelievably angled reality right in front of you and kind of yeah, being repeated or having the mirror effect where they go on into infinity. Um, that's something that I think is evident there. Did you feel like you had an out of body experience? Uh, yeah, definitely. You're like, um, you're floating in a space. The Mm. most accurate I could, I could put it is there's a tool video for the song, the pot, I believe. Uh Um, and there's a space. It's one of the, it's off of 10,000 days. One of the videos off 10,000 days, but you see this infinite space, this infinite kind of like chasm. And it's got a really like red grid like structure to it that just stretches Mm -hmm. on and on and on. So that's that's kind of like you're floating in that space and it's infinite and it's large, you know, so you're like you're just a little speck in this infinite space. But it's very vivid, very colorful and very structured or like uh, interstellar that end that imagery Uh, at the end with like you get a lot of that, too. It seems to me that a lot of the occult stuff and I have done some research uh, a a lot on this recently. a lot of it just seems like most most of these uh, lineages, these practices, they don't really mm. believe in like actual spiritual shit in a way. Like they don't believe it's fundamentally real, mm. a lot of them. Maybe some do, but it right, seems like yeah. a lot of it has to do with just opening the mind. Uh, yeah. And that, that involves yeah, drugs. And you could probably, it seems to me a lot of the like ritual practices, things like that, opening the mind up and all that, it seems to yeah. be... Uh, uh, if the ritual helps, like it's almost like a guided meditation, but the meditation is yeah. induced via drug usage, and right. um, and like there's stories that I've read uh, about this white dude was asking this Buddhist monk about the mandalas. A mandala is like this that that big like uh, kind of like ornate fractally type of pattern. Maybe the original monk that made it thousands of years ago was on <laughs> shrooms or something. I don't know. Uh huh. Yeah. And they, 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 he asked, like, is this spiritual or whatever? And the monk said, well, not really. We just use it to expand our mental framework. If you just yeah. look at it and, like, meditate upon looking on, I, again, I might be saying this wrong, but yeah. from what I remember re- in this uh, book, it said, like, it's, it's not really like spiritual in, in the sense that they think an actual, spirit exists it's just it's just about expanding the mind which i think yeah. is very interesting and a lot of like 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 the chaos magic and all this kind of shit it seems to be self-hypnosis yeah. dude like that's kind of yeah. it's kind of all it is so me as a wow. guy uh if if you're a new listener to this uh podcast i'm i'm an agnostic atheist where i i believe there's no god but i don't know there's no god so mm-hmm. That's kind of where I'm at, and um, I'm skeptic towards all this occult stuff too. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it is, uh, it seems to be that even these guys don't really believe it in that sense. Like every, mm-hmm. like if you go to like a Satanism.com or something like that, it's all one of the right. first sentences is "We don't worship the devil," you know, stuff like yeah. that. Um, yeah. It's then then again, it does seem like some do. But it seems like the 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 yeah. bit, like a large part of it is just expanding the mind. So, uh, am, yeah, I, am definitely. I off on this at all, Stefan? I think I think no. I think I think you. It's a well observed. Um, you know, I, I consider myself an agnostic gnostic. 
uh-huh. so uh and at the core of not there's there's different types of gnosticism too but at the core i think of what i've derived from it is is kind of like letting go of pre um preordained stories you know and kind of you know take what you need from these things and move it along and kind of build your own story around how reality works how your life works what your what the meaning of it is and and blah 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 movies like the matrix and fight club have like gnostic themes uh westworld is considered a very gnostic um uh show if if that's making any sense um you might but need to I expand with, on that later, but that seems like a whole other podcast. Yeah, definitely, so. definitely. Um, but also at the same time, it's just like I think there's, I think there's, you know, the the mysticism aspect of things is where is where I think a lot of what you're talking about, the spiritual side of things, comes into play because we don't we don't really address the mystical aspect of things anymore because that would play in our imagination. That is where that lives, you know. Um, right. We, and our spirituality is a function of our psychology, I think. So, so you know, we're, we're, we have these metaphors and these ways to express, like what the monk is talking about, like these ways to express our understanding of, you know, you know mental expansion, but also the, the grasping on to themes, characters, figures, symbolism that is attached to whatever that story is, that narrative is, or whatever. Um, so I think it's like, I think it's valid to say that, that, you know, a lot of this is like kind of like a self hypnosis and it just goes to show how powerful the mind is. Yeah. And this is, this is stuff that the matrix plays on the fight, fight club plays on, on that as well. You know, it's a psychological turn at the end, but you know, it had us all convinced, you know, we thought, we thought the re- the reality was they were two separate guys, you know, or right, the right, matrix. Right. We feel trapped in, in this space and we know we're something grander somehow in some way, psychologically, right. spiritually, mystically. Um, so yeah, I think, I think, I think it's, you know, with chaos magic seems to be like kind of the hacker culture of spirituality. It's well, that kind whole of like, deal well, is like, is it, 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 it's like the, the, you know, the book of results and the, the all that kind of shit. Like yeah, it's, yeah, it's like the, the yeah. self help, uh, uh, magic. Uh, right, and again, we're yeah. using this in not in, in, in the self hypnosis type of magic that we're talking about. The, yeah. A lot of people would like to think it's all spooky and stuff, but it just to me it doesn't. It doesn't seem like that. It just right. it's like a conscious yeah. expanding type of thing. I honestly don't well, even know why there's so much dark imagery associated with with a lot of it. Because uh, it's propaganda. It's it's yeah. I guess so. I mean, like that yeah. guy. Um, again, I've done a bunch of research, man. Austin Spare. I think he's uh-huh. uh, he was up there with one of the orig- originators of Chaos Magic. He. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if he was like all that dark. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I, I mean, I have to do yeah. some more research, but I think uh, you know a lot of you know chaos. Chaos magic stems from uh, old witchcraft practices, um, and I- I- even in biblical books, anytime the like witch types or um, or clan like sects or whatever of other religious tribes and stuff like that were always referred to as being like the old religions. And those ritualistic things that were based on intention and the way that you saw, you know, the way you perceived a life, the way that your decisions had an effect on the way that your life kind of like plays out in front of you, um, all those kind of ideas become 
con- consolidated and 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 recycled into you know different types of witchcraft, chaos magic, and like Wicca and uh, you know modern Kabbalists and stuff like that, where it's kind of this similar ritualistically based um, means of kind of manipulating reality to your your whim. So there's also what this article wanted to talk about was was time as well, where uh, yeah. in the movie Caecilius says that death is an insult and we humans should be above time. Time is an illusion. You hear that a lot. This is a common theme in uh, in the occult and also like the you hear a lot where people are talking about how like all time is happening all at once. And yeah. Grant Morrison's talked about this as well, like. Yeah. Like the the me from like ten years ago, where is he now? Like where does that guy exist? Uh, yeah, I don't really yeah. know what he means by that. I mean, but I at the same tell time, you nobody really knows what how time works, though. I mean, we yeah. we can measure it, but we don't really know what it is. And also, there are no there's no time travelers coming in from the future, so maybe we right. never figure it out. Yeah, you know. I think, so who knows? Yeah, I got to tell you, when I was really young, when I was like maybe like 11 years old, um, I remember thinking to myself or even saying out loud, I wonder what the 35-year-old me is doing right now. <laughs> you know, and that was like kind of my, just I was just playing at that, you know, but that was kind of an understanding of time that I like kind of grasped onto. And then, and then if you think about how like, you know, we're in the third dimension and the fourth dimension being, you know, time uh, in some in some schools of thought, or you know, the space that duration exists within. If you're able to jump outside of that fourth dimension and to the fifth dimension and look back on that uh, that image of who you are, what you are, it would be, you know, from it would be like this worm. It'd be like a baby on one end and a de- de- dead old man on the other end. You know? Wow. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah, so it's like you would be, and, also and, be a god at that point in some way because yeah. if you would exist the, outside in time, there's imagery in the Bhagavad, Bhagavad Gita of of just that. You know, it's like a rolling hilltop, and at the very end of it, you see a little, or at the very top of the composition, you see a little baby, and it grows throughout its age, rolling up the hill into an old man that's like dying on the ground. Wow. Um, uh yeah so it's like this this you know the idea of time dimensions and then and then you also have like um um oh was the the idea that that time's happening all at once and stuff like i kind of like i think about this kind of stuff during the day a lot <laughs> yeah yeah i i think i used to think about it more and i don't know it's like after i kind of settled down in my personal search and just yeah. kind of found out what my worldview is. I've kind of That's true. cooled my jets. I used to do it all yeah. the time, especially in, when I lived in Japan for some reason. Yeah. But uh, I I still do it from time to time. And I do think there's more to learn from quantum mechanics and whatever comes from that. Yeah. And the quantum, Definitely. I don't want to say realm, but at the quantum level, uh, mm-hmm. it seems like there's a bunch of like nothing firmly exists. Things are only prob mm-hmm. like probability. <laughs> it seems mm-hmm. like that's what I, as far as what I gather. So, um, shit like that is pretty fucking nuts. And like, I wonder if there's more to that. And like, dude, I don't know. Like what if our consciousness are somehow connecting to other u- dimensions? I don't know. 
I think about totally. that, but I don't really put much stock into it as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and then when you have like mind altering substances and stuff like that, it really, it really helps to convince you of the framework you've already built prior to that. You know what I mean? Uh, like whatever your belief structure is, uh, those things start to kind of congeal together. The the overarching kind of spiritual or mystical or emotional perspective you have of the world is 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 pretty well influenced by those things i think um but they stick with you too it's not like you know when you have like a really profound thought when you're tripping acid or something you know partly right. if you write it down too but you know i've had some i've had like mind bending kind of like trails of thought that just like you know i don't know it's a it's an interesting experience man it's amazing <laughs> the, of what the, the kind of the re, the kind of resolutions uh, valentine's day 2012 i tripped acid with a couple friends um and it was probably the most like epic it was probably the best trip i've probably well i don't know it's hard to say but it's one of the best trips i ever had um but anyway long story short i remember we were driving home at one point the acid had well kicked in we had just been dancing or running around town or doing something um, but I remember looking out of the car, music was playing and, and we were driving home and I remember looking out of the car and it's just like, it was like Akira, the streets just stretched on forever, infinite and stacked up above you and there were lights everywhere. And it was just like, it was like the opening <laughs> segment to Akira, honestly. Um, and, and, uh, and then I remember when we were getting home, they were parking the car and I started freaking out because... I, the cars were like dinosaurs that we drove around. They're like oh headlights. God. The headlights were like eyeballs and the, the body of the car had like scales on it. Everything was like slimy. And I was looking around at buildings and the buildings were alive too. Like everything was alive and kicking and moving. And, um, and I remember we were parking the car and it was like, I was like, no, you're going to hit the other one. Like, you're obviously an idiot you're, when you're on these kind of substances. You got to be in safe spaces with people you trust, always. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, but I just man. remember, you know, those things. It was a great trip after that, and whatever we hung out, listened to music, and I drew and whatever. But uh, but the, those ideas of like, you know, these like these like animals that we get into and out of, and like just thinking of things in these like odd ways and how amplified they become. Um, and then, you know, if depending on what substance it is, you have imbibed your, your, your visual sense of things is altered. And it's like, it's like Dr. Strange. <laughs> All right. Uh, beyond 50 radio.com. This is also, this is kind of like a floop de doo kind of new wagey kind of site, but, um, I think I quoted them once before already here, but uh, it said, The past, present, and future are all occurring at once in this moment because our physical body is part of the third dimension. Our ego mind exists, can only... Uh, this is hard to read, actually. Our ego mind can only perceive experiences separately, meaning one at a time. If you were to operate from your soul body's awareness, you'd be able to see beyond the constructs of the mind. Damn. <laughs> Worded very well. Uh, again, yeah. it's probably from drug experiences. That's just what my skeptical brain tells me. But still, I like it. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, who, who wrote that? Beyond50radio. Yeah, beyond50radio.com. Um, yeah. 
Levitation, also a part of the occult and Doctor Strange. I guess you could say that Doctor Strange doesn't necessarily fly, he levitates. And uh-huh. um, I couldn't find a specific instance of this in the occult. There's probably some like rituals or some shit where they try to get somebody to, to levitate. Remember the craft? <laughs> it's just, it's just, I've uh, actually never it? seen that, man. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Oh, man. I feel like I've heard that from friends, but I never, <laughs> I never saw that. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much all I got on uh, levitation. And then grimoires. Yeah. Ooh, all I love right. that word. Grimoire is a textbook of magic, typically including instructions on how to create magical objects such as talismans and amulets, uh, how to perform magical spells, charms, and divination, and how to summon or invoke supernatural entities such as angels, spirits, and demons. Um, I was once told personally that the Necronomicon was in itself a grimoire because you were trying Uh to call forth Cthulhu and shit. It was Lovecraft's own version of a grimoire. and uh these show up quite a bit and i think that book some of the books if not all in that library in dr strange are grimoires uh Uh i'm not exactly sure maybe some aren't but he is calling forth things so there's that (laughs) um and we'll get to one of those in a minute uh we're 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 almost there um and then one of the other elements um chakras and the key of solomon uh they talk cool. about lining up his chakras in Doctor Strange. If you take yoga, uh, you've probably heard this term. Uh, uh, and he's talking about on, mastering you, the key of Solomon. Uh, Strange decides to delve deeper and into the darker rites, taking it upon himself to don the all-seeing eye necklace that allows him to fast-forward and rewind time itself from the grimoires of his order's ascended masters. I gotta um, read more Doctor Strange, man. Doctor Strange has fucking got it all in there, bro. <laughs> awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, and then there are the elements uh, that are more uh, unique to Doctor Strange. Uh, what I've listed before were what influenced Doctor Strange and that are elements that they put into Doctor Strange. But now I'm going to talk about elements like uh, Sanctum Santorum, basically his uh, Batcave. Mm-hmm. Um, Sanctum Santorum is Latin for Holy of Holies. It was a term created in an effort to describe the tabernacle of ancient Jerusalem, a place reserved for the holiest of men to share the same space with and communicate with God. So to share the same space with God, uh, that's mm-hmm. his Batcave. So that's very, uh, <laughs> it's a lot, um, heavier than the Batcave, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also the Vashanti. Uh, the Vashanti are a trio of supernatural godlike entities who act as patrons for the Sorcerer Supreme and defenders of the Earth Realm. They are apparently part of Earth 616. Yes, Marvel does do different Earths. It isn't just a DC thing. Um, and yeah. they have a, the Book of Vashanti, which I think is a grimoire. It's the most powerful mm-hmm. White Order magic. Uh, spell book and many of them have counter spells to other magic disciplines. I guess counter spells to black magic spells. Um, mm-hmm. is this, this is in the comics or is this in real it's life? In the comics, it's in the comics. This is a comic thing. Uh, okay. Probably Dang, influenced I'm like, I'm by go many buy things. That book. The book is <laughs> marked with the seal of the Vashanti uh, and it contains extensive knowledge intru- introduced by several powerful magicians such as the information collected by Agamotto, that shows up in the movie. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's the necklace, right, that he has? Mm-hmm. And yeah. that is, it says it's Akamato regarding his discovery and mastery of the three paths to enlightenment. Again, the enlightenment shows that it is a Buddhist, mm-hmm. uh, more Eastern tradition there. Yeah. And um, so there's a whole, what they call Marvel, I don't know if this is like, uh, a real term, but they talk about Marvel cosmology. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a whole mm-hmm. spiritual side. There's the the cosmic side, the spiritual side, the Earth side. There's all kinds of shit going on in Marvel and DC. Um, yeah. So yeah. So uh, the Eye of Agamotto. Uh, this is uh, the the necklace that he has, right? This shows up in yeah. basically anytime uh, Doctor Strange is on screen, pretty yeah, much. That, um, yeah. Yep. That they they extract the Thanos gets the the time stone out of it. That's correct. Um, it says here remember. in designing the eye Ditko drew inspiration from the real world charm, the all seeing eye of the Buddha known among Buddhists as the amulet of snail martyrs, huh. <laughs> a Nepali <laughs> symbol meant to protect its wearer against evil in the film. The eye contains the Time Stone, one of the fictional universe's Infinity Stones, diverging from the comic's continuity, where the Time Gem is owned by an ancient being named Ord Zions. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, the Agamotto emerged from the terror of Ashtur, benevolent elder goddess of Earth, as she was moved yeah. by the unyielding joy of a blind boy, circa 25,000 B.C., <laughs> uh, there's all kinds Mammer of shit like this, man. Uh, uh, then there's Ashtur, a fictional character appearing in uh, Marvel. The character is depicted as an elder goddess as well, born from the Demiurge, yeah. sometimes, sometime billions of years ago. Unlike her siblings, Ashtur had a fascination with the realms beyond Earth. Whoa. Sweet. So, winding this up, uh, in his world, like our own, the scientifically minded coexist with the religious and the spiritual, albeit tenuously at times. When he fights alongside his fellow scientifically powered superheroes, his abilities and wisdom enhance the team, providing a certain balance. And that balance, watching the M- MCU, it just makes it a lot more interesting, I feel. Um Again, we saw Stan Lee reading The Doors of Perception by Aldous Huxley in his cameo. And the movie yeah. and the comic have all kinds of nods to psychedelia. And the character was created in the 60s. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was really good seeing this. And, and I've never done DMT myself, but I hear that it was a very accurate portrayal by you, Stefan, and a lot of other people. Like there was this other dude on uh, Reddit. It was like they pretty much, pretty much got it. You said they nailed it, but I think yeah. somebody else also said something to that effect. And I would say LSD more accurately, but yeah, I've only I've only done DMT once. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But definitely saw some trippy shit. And I hope that they continue with this and don't water it down. And for the you know for the yeah. in- inevitable sequel, so um, there's probably a lot more to this. But that's kind of the primer on Doctor Strange and the Occult. As you can see, they really do not, uh, they're not fucking around with it. They really lean into it. They, and mm-hmm. they also, more than likely, Ditko and Stan Lee did a shitload of drugs 
in the yeah. 60s and 70s whenever they were doing this shit. And if you look at some of those older comics, man, they are trippy as fuck, dude. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, man. Hell yeah. That book, uh, Doors of Perception, you're talking about, it It shows up on Star Trek The Next Generation a couple times. Um, really? That I've seen. Yeah, Picard will be reading it. Um, that's that's kind of cool. I've been, I've been meaning to get a hold of it because it's I I love you know Aldous Huxley Brave New World, um, um, but that book seems to be more like his like exegesis like uh, Philip K. Dick wrote or something like a more kind of like philosophical kind of book. Um, right. Um. So that pretty much wraps it up. What do you think about that, Stefan? Nice. I actually really love that, man. Uh, I love all those topics and stuff. I really like listening to podcasts on the occult and like different belief systems and correlations to things and stuff, you know, without dipping uh, too deeply into like conspiracy thinking and stuff like that. But definitely, um, definitely like the occult and now Dr. Strange, like I really love uh, the Dr. Strange movie and seeing him in infinity, seeing him in infinity war um, and then just left me wanting more. And so now I'm just like, uh, gonna have to go back and read some of the the pivotal Doctor Strange arcs and stuff. I really love everything that they're kind of playing around with, and 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 by by doing this episode, connecting the two or or drawing a connection between the two and stuff, whether it's been done in other sites or whatever, um, was really fucking awesome. I thought. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. I mean, I didn't know much about this stuff until I started yeah. listening to last podcast and. I mean, I've always had some sort of uh, interest in, in cults and stuff like that, but I yeah. didn't know much about the chaos magic stuff and all the like. Yeah. I knew about sacred geometry from Tool, and yeah. I knew like when I was kind of going through a crisis of faith type of thing uh, when I was a kid, not a kid, uh, like a young adult, I did yeah. learn about Drunvalo Melchizedek, and I yeah. read some David, David Icke books and shit like that. Right, yeah. And, a lot of that stuff just seems a bit crazy, but I do yeah. I, like for me, I, I, I do like if I take the skeptic route, then the whole self hypnosis thing and, and, and just mm-hmm. expanding the mind, like I can see personally, I can see that being a, a what do you call it? Like a right. real thing and, right. and having maybe some worth to it. Uh, right. but, um, yeah, as far as like actual, spiritual things i just uh, i don't know i mean i would say more than likely this is the agnostic this is the uh agnostic atheist in me i just more than likely doesn't exist i can't say 100 percent, but i would say more than likely i always i always like to see that or i always like to think that you know most of what we decide is real or not real is is purely based somewhere in our psychology and the way that we feel about things and like the way that we describe those things in the material world. We're used to this material world where, where everything should be accompanied by some type of visualization or, you know, whatever, some kind of defining trait. Um, I think that, I think that it's like really, I think the mind is so powerful that honestly, whatever you believe is essentially real, you know, within the, your dome, you know. Yeah, real within, on the real on the inside. Mind, but you yeah. gotta you gotta get to the point where this gets into some philosophical shit too. Mm-hmm. But as far as like, if like pretty much everybody is seeing a tree look a mm-hmm. pretty much a, like a certain way, then mm-hmm. more than likely that tree exists. Yeah, and 
um, maybe in some thought experiment, thought, some thought experiments, it doesn't exist. I mean, I, but I, I don't know. I, uh-huh. I think that's just like, God, this is a whole other conversation, man. But I it's think like, more quantum science will start to lend to, uh, to some of the ideas that have already been expressed, you know, at once it was poetry and now it'll be mathematics, you know, same. That's true. Yeah. I mean, idea, yeah, that's, that's a very as, uh, good quote there. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as we, as we advance and we get more to the level of like the building blocks of not only life, but of reality and what we understand about the atom and molecules yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that, you know, the more we understand about that. And honestly, there's a great understanding of those things. It just happens to turn out. It's pretty boring. You know, it's pretty simple mechanisms that drive those in order to drive what we see as being really monumental and pivotal. And the thing about humans is sentimentality and, and like, uh, the personification of things or the, the, the worship of things is all is all the mo- the very human aspect of of how we approach these kinds of questions and conundrums of life you know because i guarantee you the birds are not sitting there like why are we here what's the meaning you know what i mean it's it's you know it's not part of their intelligence and it's not it's not within their their aspect of the ecosystem that we all exist in and so I think, you know, humanities make life special by applying meaning. Um, but a lot of people don't want to r- arrive to that conclusion because it kind of takes the magic out of it all. Um, but I think the cool thing is, is that we can, we can continue on with that. We can tell stories and we can make, you know, Dr. Stranges and new, new characters and new ways to express the story as we see it playing out. Because truthfully, like when you look at science fiction and fantasy and stuff, some of the stuff that, is speculated upon in, in, in novelists writing and stuff like that finds its way in our rea- into our reality somehow, you know, um, or is based on something. I feel like fantasy draws a lot more from the past and speculating on, on past events and, and science fiction speculates more on the future. So you get this kind of, well, I mean, you know, science fiction usually deals with, uh, just science too i mean that's Mm -hmm. why you can't really classify star wars as science fiction it's more science fantasy it's actually almost entirely fantasy just in a sci-fi setting Uh, i mean all down to the point where you have uh knights and princesses so and then star trek is more of like your general uh sci-fi and um but yeah going back to what you said like kind of a little bit earlier um well, at least tangentially, uh, uh-huh. like back to this the skeptical take too. It's like welcome to tangentially. Yeah, there's. Um, <laughs> I've heard of people talk about like demons just being like like if you're depressed, that's a demon. If you become not right, depressed, yeah. then you have conquered your demon. People use this colloquially a lot, but that might be kind of how a lot of like this occult shit is like tries to function too. Like if you right. if you. The thing is, though, it's not science, and if you if you really are depressed, you need to fucking right. um, see a doctor. But then, you know, some people don't do that, and they see and they yeah. try to do a very small percentage of people, I think. Yeah. But it seems like they're they're gaining. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, imagine percentage. what it might be like for like a devout 
Christian schizophrenic or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know the 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 mother the motherboard can can glitch out and break down. You know, it, it just as powerful as the mind is, it's pre, it's really fragile as well. And um, sorry, go ahead. You were you were going on to something? No, I mean, yeah, it's just like if I mean, a just see a doctor, but some people are just. Right, they'll be like, well, they'll try to conquer the demon via uh, the self hypnosis. Right. Oh, I see. Magical, what you mean. Yeah. magical things, and and then yeah, and then they'll they'll do that, or or you know, yeah, yeah. Like if, I think like yeah. If a, bu- if a childhood bully is is what do you call it? Like uh, suffers from the a trickster demon or some shit like that. Like, right. Right. like okay. It's kind of like you've added more pageantry to yeah, a scientific definitely. idea. Yeah. And in some ways, with our ape brains, maybe that's somehow easy to understand at times than science. So if you can understand it more, then you can conquer it more easily. Yeah. Does that make sense? I think, yeah, definitely. I think that that's kind of like at the crux of our entire ability to sustain civilization is based on whether or not, like, some aspect of what we believe is correct. So that ends the Doctor Strange and the occult part of this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it, Stefan. I'm glad you were here and we were able to fucking really go deep on this stuff. And um, maybe a little bit different from uh, a lot of our movie review episodes and our interview episodes, but we do like to do this every now and again. And we are making a playlist that... Right now, it's just called Super House Info on SoundCloud, and it's less about reviews and more about uh, information like these episodes are, so we'll probably do more of these in the future, but basically, that's it, and... We're going to jump into a segment called Super House Saturday Mornings, where Andrew, Maddie, and myself sit down and watch cartoons from yonder yesteryear and commentate on them to see if they stand the test of time. So catch us after the break for that hot shit. This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we that we should be floating on. We are basically on all social media. Yeah, all social media. Mainly Facebook and Twitter and Patreon. Check out the links in the description. We have uh, a lot of uh, cool goals uh, set up on our Patreon. Like if you donate a dollar, you'll be able to uh, give us a topic for us to talk about. And that's we'll talk dope. about for maybe an hour or more. Who knows yeah. how long it'll take. And that's pretty tight. <laughs> that's the coolest thing. <laughs> Wait, we're on the internet? That's pretty good. <laughs> if you and don- we can make money. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you donate $1,000, you get full frontal nudes. We haven't set that up, but it's a possibility. You give us a grant, who knows what will happen. Check us out. I'll do that. (laughs) that. You get to go on a date with one of us for (laughs) $10,000. But you pay for everything. (laughs) You get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. I'll give you a joey for a weekend. For $30,000, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. (laughs) Superhouse Gigolo Project. 2018. <laughs> Links in the description. So, uh, why'd you want to watch uh, Dinosaurs here, Stefan? 
Um, I think since we, we spend a great deal of time talking about like nostalgic stuff, about like our favorite kids' cartoons and stuff like that, I thought it'd be worthwhile to revisit some of those things as well as lay our adult commentary over the top. You know, if you're familiar with listening to us, then you know we don't mince swear words. So um, <laughs> I just thought it'd be a funny way to kind of reconnect back to that, especially because like, you know, a lot of these cartoons in our minds we remember as being like really great, but then going back sometimes they don't stand the test of time. Right. Um, but at the same time, that's part of the charm with some of them. As you get older, you're like, yeah, it's cheesy, but I like it. So it'll be interesting to see how um, we respond to this. And I think it, I don't know, it's just a fun thing to do, uh, essentially. Um, and you've never uh, really, uh, you actually didn't have this in your area growing up, right? Yeah, I guess not. I don't. I don't ever remember really hearing about dinosaurs. And then after that, after last episode where where you guys were talking about it in the in the cartoon hidden gem countdown, um, I was like, damn, I really want to see that. And then from there, the idea kind of snowballed into this, um, which is, uh, you know, it's kind of in our imaginative spaces we can we can see ourselves as our nine year old Maddie, Andrew, and Stefan as breakfast buddies watching Saturday morning <laughs> cartoons. No, I don't want to watch Dino Saucers. No, I want to watch this. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, well, you know, eventually you'll get to pick ones and that stuff like that. That sucks. <laughs> don't use that language at the dinner table. We're not at the table, Mom. We're eating breakfast in front of TV. In front of TV. Quit yelling. <laughs> and Maddie, you watched so, yeah. this at least a little bit, right, growing up? Yeah, I don't remember it as well as, like, some of uh, the other stuff that I uh, – watched but i remember being really into it um but i it was one of those weird shows where i would only it was like one of those hard ones like i can never catch like a lot of episodes you know so yeah, yeah. I, I just that stuff just happened like some cartoons i got to see all of it and then some would just be like i guess it just came on at a weird time and i was like mom we gotta get home the cartoons are on <laughs> and we just wouldn't make it or i didn't wake up early enough i don't know Pretty much the same thing for me. Uh, I I definitely watched it. Don't remember how much, but uh, and I remember I've all, the, the theme song stuck with me for a long time. And uh, this is actually my first time revisiting this as well. So <laughs> we'll see what the nostalgia go- goggles do for us today. <laughs> Sometimes it's rough, dude. Sometimes I tried watching some GI Joe and I just cannot do it. <laughs> I can't yeah. get through it. I'm especially uh, sorry. Oh, that's why. Like when they posted the real Ghostbusters on Netflix, I was like hesitant, but I really wanted to rewatch some of those episodes that I really liked. And man, it's pretty good. I felt like it was way better than like going back and watching Transformers or GI Joe now. Like, and He Man's right. pretty good too. I rewatched some of that recently, and I was like, all right, these two are yeah. good. I can rewatch these. Yeah, that kind of led to the idea, too, because I was just like I was going back and watching older stuff and being like, damn, this is good, like so good. Um, I'm I'm especially interested to see like some of the dialogue bits and stuff like that, like all the funny hokey stuff. You know, if you ever read comics from back in the day, it's like a Stan Lee dialogue, you know, it's like so cheesy. But dude, yeah, like the, I'm not I'm not I'm going to. uh not to spoil too much, but there's definitely a line in the intro where in in this where he says, The dinosaurs the dinosaurs are leaving, Bossasaur. You know. So <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah, we're right just prepare prepare thyself for yeah. this. Anyway, so, yeah, I'm ready. Nothing. 
Chit chat. Lead us in, Stefan. All right, man. So we're going to watch the very first episode of the Dinosaurs. This I've seen a couple seconds so far, making sure that the clip that I downloaded worked. Um, but I have seen none of this. Otherwise, these two guys have seen it. Um, Long and time ago. Ado, you guys, uh, are you guys loaded up? Uh, zero, zero, zero. All right, cool. And we're going to go on start. Three, two, one, start. All righty. I'm excited. Alrighty, I'm excited. <laughs> I love how that pterodactyl just came into frame, flame gliding and then. <laughs> yeah! <was> like, <laughs> Good animation, guys. T- pretty typical so far, although this dinosaur design is awesome. Yeah, it's so sick. It's, you know, the resolution on this clip we're watching is poor. Fair. It's fair. It's fair. It's, it's, I've seen much worse. Yeah, we can make it out. Designs Once are great. For all. <laughs> <laughs> I like how the UFO is the just a dinosaur-shaped ship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not even saucer-shaped. <laughs> oh, no. You don't need to be aerodynamic in space, Stefan. <laughs> That's true. Shit, <laughs> like the board. Maybe it's something that we could use for a new weapon against the dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> These are the bad guys, huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like the T Rex's voice. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, so kind of, kind of rough. <laughs> he was waiting for validation. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Which means bad. These are the good guys. All, right. All American cheeseburger and fries. That's like, reminds me of those, the Burger King Kids Club. Yeah, now wheels. Kids like Vid. Wheels. Kid Vid yeah. was the coolest guy. Hell yeah. Come in, Alo. It's Paul. This music, man. Yeah, crazy. So good. <laughs> Synth Hello, heaven. What's going on? Oh the my noble God. dinosaurs. Tyranno trouble. Keep an eye on him. And call any of the other secret scouts who are available. They had such a like righteous sounding voice for all the heroes. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too, yeah. Everybody we just saw was like super coarse and we have machinations of evil. And then these guys are like, where's my toothbrush? Whenever you watch uh, Thundercats, <laughs> it's Lionel's like, all right, Snarf, let's go over there. You know, yeah. like super right, like righteous. Maybe he's just on the spectrum. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Does this clip not have the uh, intro? Uh, the music? I guess not. Oh, man. Dang, maybe we'll tack that on somehow. Quiet, yeah. Tops. Now, once we get into the mountain and find some of that ore, don't they have we dino have s- scooters? The uh, I can't remember, man. That's too bad. It looks like they're <laughs> trekking. And here is the way into the heart of the mountain. They just like walking, dude, this like dinos do. Yeah, I guess they're used to it. <laughs> the Doug Bill dude was complaining about it earlier. Or was he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's my favorite one so far, I think. Let me just like say, none of these dudes look like they can fight except for T-Rex guy. Yeah. Uh, Triceratops, he's girthy. Yeah, yeah maybe <laughs> he's just fucking antlers or whatever. He looks like an octoterraslops. He could, he could backhead you. <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot of horns. This guy, though, dude, he just smacked he, that bill. And he's done, he rules. dude. You like him. Yeah, I like his color scheme. That red with the like blue it's nice thing. To see you got a duck so face. Eager. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. This is kind of hard to watch. We've almost. <laughs> 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 look, 
<laughs> I like the light effect on those flashlights going through the cave. I don't Sick. believe it. Look at that. Look at that. Print animals. I'm Ugh. not hating it so far. Dinosaurs. Democrats. Ah. <laughs> <Dinosaurs>. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Liberals are. Oh, the dinosaurs are oh they keep trying to prove collusion, oh, ah, but it'll never work. All of them <laughs> this valley must have protected them somehow. This is so these are like the hardest. I don't think they, they never released slaves. toys for this, right? They just had we'll prototypes. They might have released some toys. I know that was what... No, yeah, you're right, you're right, that is what happened. Yeah, it was like the first wave was gonna come out, but it didn't even, wasn't popular enough. Right. So if you ever got your hands on those prototypes, that'd probably be a payday. Right, right. What was that? Oh, nothing. Oh, great, Bossasaurus. Go back to the mothership and get the equipment we'll need. Right away, Genghis Why didn't Rex. we bring the equipment when we left the ship the first time? <laughs> Bossasaurus is a dumbassosaurus. <laughs> when are yes, the, two the ships rule. Oh, those ships are awesome. I just can't believe it. Real dinosaurs. <laughs> and what are we then? Cheap imitations? We can't allow the Tyrannos to enslave those poor creatures. Are there only like three people on each team? Do something to stop it. Right you so are, Sarah. Oh, four, Let's and they, they only got three here. Oh, here we go. Here's my fucking jam. God damn, this yeah. song is great. <laughs> <laughs> These vehicles are sweet. This would have been an amazing toy line. It's too bad. Make sure these things oh, work, Steraco. I, have no I love 80s jams. Yeah. Oh, the music is righteous. Certainly work on these dumb There's you know literally the only one lyric, though. Or me. What is it? Dinosaurs. That's it. But it's enough. That's so all you need. Cool, man. This is great. Yes, dude. Flying motorcycle. Well, it is cool. It is cool. That. that 80s design where it's sorta of blocky, uh -huh. I love it. Like the old Ferraris and shit. Yeah. Lamborghinis, yeah, yeah. like this I like that more than the newer, like more contoured shit. Darren we'll yeah. Aronofsky would have called them trucks in space. Like the lady said, my man, nothing to it. Just <laughs> but I like it too. It. I don't mind trucks in space. These humans have a strange way of doing things. Yeah, when things are too slick or too shapely, sometimes like newer cars seem to just become more so. curvy. Let's go then. I just don't know. Yeah, maybe it's just from well, the age when we grew Adam up or something. But it. it's just whatever happened to kind of cool. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> thunder, quit hanging around. <laughs> oh my god! Looks like even uh, highly evolved dino I aliens are stick to dumb as tar. There's no way these guys built a spaceship, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at that! It's tar. Hmm. Oh my That's god! Probably one of the things that attracted the Tyrannos here. She's hot. <laughs> she's four, 14. <laughs> Yoga bro. pants. No, she's not. She's 21. Yucky. What I worry about is what the lifestyle is going to do to this nice jungle. <laughs> They'll probably want to turn it. Hey, wait for me, guys. They, 
We're over here, Bronto Thunder. Come on! Where? Where did you all go? <laughs> oh, brother. If the other dinosaurs have friends like mine, no wonder they're almost extinct. Dang, that was cold. <laughs> what did he say? He said something about him having friends like, like if the real dinosaurs had friends like mine, no wonder thick. they're extinct. How are we Ooh. going to get to the valley in time to save those dinosaurs from Genghis Rex? It'll take forever to bash our way through this stuff. <laughs> we may not have to. It doesn't have roots. Can you believe this? It's all air plants. Let's go, everybody. Hey, what are they doing? Oh, I remember this. I can't see. Could get out of grass. Like carpet. All right, be careful. There still might be a What are they after? They're both after the same thing, right? The MacGuffin, as it were? Yeah. They're trying to save those dinos that can't talk. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Pay attention, guys. Dinocron cube. What was that? Mom, Stephanie and Andrew are paying attention. I don't snore. Never mind, guys. Come on. He's got the. The teeth were right. They were all rounded. He's very sensitive, the Brachiosaur. Yeah. Oh, no. What's up with this guy's Lucha mask? I love it. <laughs> I'll try and reason with him. This acting with this girl, dude. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Did they just make up a dino fact? Kiss him! They probably used the uh, dino facts from when this show was made. <laughs> this motherfucker's insane. Yeah, it's kind of terrifying. Got... No one knows. There was no yes. information given on how the show works. Yeah, I guess that was the opening sequence that we missed. <laughs> the opening sequence is just like says that, that they all met the dinosaurs and their lives changed or something like that. We became the secret scouts. Brachio, hell yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh shit. Yes. They're gonna enslave these dinosaurs, dude. Oh man. What is your Should've bidding, my master? Right. Get all the rest of them colored. Then take them through the cave and start them working on the tar pit site. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Trying to build headquarters or something. Makes them. That was quick. They can't help it. The Tyrannos have put colors of control on them. Collars of control. <laughs> An old invention of the Tyrannos. They use them to control Saurians back on Reptilon who don't agree Reptilon. with them. That's a great name. Collar makes yeah. whatever wears it a, a mindless slave. <laughs> got a mindless this. slave. Quickly. But how? Those collars have to be disabled. To do that, they're still mindless. The control of box. <laughs> Maddie, your fucking commentary is my favorite. Myself back to my ancestral Allosaurus shape. Oh man! Dinosaurs? You can't. He'll put one of those collars on you. You might not be able to fight off its effects. Let's find out. I'm gonna try to get that control box. I'm gonna go ask him to put one on me. I kind of want to see what'll happen. Now. 
to Dynavolve myself. Dynavolve. Oh, here we go. What the? Oh shit! This I forgot show has about this. Everything. I forgot all about this. Yeah. What? Did they just go. No, <laughs> oh, he can still talk. You can turn from a dinosaur into a dinosaur. <laughs> He's just naked now and bigger. <laughs> My dino dick is. This is I fuck like I fuck in this form. <laughs> Sexual assaultosaurus. <laughs> Shoot the one without any pants. Time to dino ball. Oh shit! You got fucked up. You did exactly what the guy said was gonna happen. He's 20 times dumber than he would be. The collar won't be able to read his brain waves. That guy needs to stop smoking. Oh, oh no. my god, water dude. Trouble. Looks like a water hazard. Oh, moving water. Come on, Poindexter, make a bridge. There aren't even any vines. That's a relief. And I can't swim. I'd say we have a problem. <laughs> Not as big a one as you think. Bronto Thunder, I know you've been having oh. a hard time. Bronto day. Thunder. No more tar. <laughs> Of course not. I wouldn't ask you to sit in any nasty I'm gonna walk across his neck, right? Oh well, in that case. Now here's I'll do whatever you want, cause you're a girl. Human girl. <laughs> I don't think this is going to work. Oh come on, big fella. It's for aloe. We'll never sneak up on the Tyrell from behind if you aloe. don't go through. Oh, alright. But hurry up! This water is He's grumpy. Cold. Here goes. Oh. This water's cold. <laughs> yeah. Seems like seriously down. He would even feel that. Hang on, BT. If he dinovolved himself, <laughs> he would be fucking humongous. Yeah. That's true. They just keep jumping on his head. Five's him right now. Only lasts a few minutes. Lunch. Look at those teeth. Hey, cut it out. Can't stop to eat right now. It's not fair. The only good thing that happens to me all day, and I can't enjoy it. You can do that later. <laughs> oh my God, dude. He never gets what he wants. Are you sure she's just a teenager? This time, I'm gonna get it right. Yes. Shia LaBeouf. Oh my god. Kingdom of the Dino Skull. <laughs> oh man. Ba, 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 ba. Oh, what happened, bro? I need my jam back. <laughs> oh shit. It fucked up. happens when you try and control nature, bro. I think some of this music is very similar to the real Ghostbusters music. <laughs> they just have the same coked up synth god <laughs> making, the, making the music for all cartoons. I never sleep. <laughs> this animation is pretty good, from what you I can tell. I think from the, it was so funny if you had to put the collars on them. Aww, you're no fun! You're no Steve fun! Well, Stephanie, you gotta work on that voice, dude. <laughs> Ah, you're no fun! They went that way! Come on! Touch my dino testes! 
Get the hang of this. Gotcha, bitch. We got stuck in this tree. I think that tree rex is to be in a metal band, dude. Wrong career path. I think it's the collar. We've got to get it off him. You think it's the collar? No shit. Let him. Your plan went to shit. You guys are dummies. Look at this. It's because of a bitch, dude. I was just kidding. Fly, idiot. Boom. That didn't seem like it hurt. I wanted his head to hit the tree, dude. Nice place. <laughs> Seriously, folks, is he a fucking comedian? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a ring. Crowd. I want to see the ring. What happens here? Yes. Does she dino ball too? Oh, she gets added Whoa. agility or something? She gets a double jump. Yes. I'm gonna get you pesky mammals out of the way for They'd shoot that thing at me, but it wouldn't even fit around my dick. She actually is hot. Yeah. But I'm sure she's wearing yoga pants. She's a fake character, so we can kind of say it, but. Yeah. I would never, you know, I would never. I would never do any. If this fake character's bio says 21, it'll be all the better. Oh, yeah. I mean, by now she's 18, over 18. Hard, anyway, oh, well. if we consider the time frame here. This, dude, this rope, <laughs> that rope is amazing. <laughs> Holding this guy. <laughs> that little kid ties one hell of a knot. <laughs> He's a boy scout. <laughs> we should have never climbed this tree. Once my arms grow back to size. <laughs> Oh shit, my cousin, bro. Yes, dude. It's more than twice yours. <laughs> Dino Five. How does he know that? But at the same time, I've got something this poor creature doesn't. <laughs> Common sense. <laughs> I've got twice the brains. <laughs> Ah, oh, dang. That's sad. I feel bad for that dino. Give up the control box, Rex. Yeah, I know. He's just controlled, hey, mind controlled. Oh. Genghis Rex, dude. This kid is mad daring. I'm into it. He's dope. Both of these kids, they don't give a flying off. This show is woke as fuck. Alright, there's woke. no no white guy in this. I'm a woke wook. <laughs> yes, what a <laughs> they're giving they're giving the thunder lizards a run for their money here. Oh, what's going on Same. here? <laughs> music, dude. The dance number. And this is thriller. If they end up dancing, dude, that motherfucker needs counseling. If I were you, I'd leave before this big one here decides to step on your <laughs> yes, ship. Yes, dude. There'll be another time, Owl. <laughs> But not right now. <laughs> you know what? What? Tomorrow's gonna be pretty nice. 
Wow, it's a much That's smaller. Better. Now we've got to seal up this place so that no one will bother these dinosaurs again. Maybe they'll give us a hand. Or a claw. <laughs> this last one should do it. Great writing. Great one good comedic from the other timing. side will bring all the rocks down. No one will ever be able to use this entrance again. <laughs> the Tyrannos don't control them, but we do now. Hey, Sweet. You think I could keep this baby Friendship. The ultimate form of control. Sure, you shouldn't have any trouble housebreaking it. Uh, on second thought, maybe I'll pass. <laughs> Classist bitch. They just lock him in there? No saucers. Yes. Love it. Man. Yeah, episode one of Dinosaurs in the Tubes, guys. <laughs> What if we just have what a dinosaurs cast, dude? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just go. This will just instead of Game of Thrones, we'll just do dinosaurs. Maddie, how do you feel <laughs> about this? Man, it was kind of hard to watch. Yeah, <laughs> a bit of a tough um, sit. A little bit of a tough sit. It was a tough sit. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to do that again. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, it's not as good as i remember when i was a kid but i think when you're a kid if it, as long as it has a cool song and cool designs you just will watch anything you know yeah i liked it i personally really enjoyed the episode i don't know i just i feel like some stuff shouldn't be revisited <laughs> <laughs> dang i liked it I, more than maddie definitely yeah i look I back the, at baby maddie yeah, and go you had no taste. You're a fool. You're a foolish fool. You'd watch anything. Turn on yeah. the TV. There you were. Yeah, no standards. Yeah. Well, that's part of the fun, too, is seeing how shitty something has become. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's, I, like, I got what, I get why I was drawn to it. It had dinosaurs in it. So, I know why I watched it. Right, right, right. They kept me watching. Um, I liked the vehicles. I liked all the characters I thought were pretty great. And the designs were cool. I'm you, eager to see episode two. If we're not, if we're not down to to superhouse it, then watch it extracurricular. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, new episode of Westworld. Uh, hold on. <laughs> uh, so uh, this is your first time watching it, Stefan. So I guess you're yeah. you're. This is a win for you. Yeah, I liked it. I could do more. All right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to see the misadventures of the the dinosaurs and the fucking Tyrannos, baby. Like so at some points, I was like, maybe I'm down with the Bossosaurs plan, but then you know, morally, by the end of the episode, you're like, nah, I'm a dinosaur guy. There needs to be more of them. Yeah. Like, there's only three and four on each team. It's like, yeah, like I want like a Transformers thing where there's like yeah. a shitload of them. I, I'm I'm sure that was the plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and the first wave. Essentially, you have the first wave. You're looking at them in terms of action figures. Speak. We just never got to that second wave. Yeah, you know, I would, <laughs> I would, at the very least, for kitsch factor, would love to see some either custom figures of these characters or, uh, or, uh, or a new line. There's some. There's like some crossover comic uh, that Michael Uslan got made. Dinosaurs yeah. and some 
I forget what they're who they're crossing over with. Maybe Transformers, but yeah. Oh, are they has are they a Hasbro property? Because then they could turn up in the fucking Hasbro cinematic universe. I think it was Galoob back in the oh, day, yeah, but who right. knows where their rights are now? That's right. I, uh, I could Google it, but I'm too lazy at the moment. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Google Galoob? No, I mean uh, whatever crossover comic that. You know what? Fuck it. I'm doing it right now. Let me just look it up real Google quick. Google Galoob. Dinosaurs comic. Galooglin. All right. Let's take a look at this real quick. Oh, they got kind of a cool looking one. Is this new though? Lion Forge? Hold on a second. Lion um, Forge. Shit, shit. I know, but it's part of their line or something. Maybe that's what it is. Lion Soars. There we go. Michael Uslan brings back Dinosaurs and Lion Forge's August 2018 solicits. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Lion Forge Comics. Yeah, so... Oh, maybe it's their own solicits. line. Yeah, it's their own line, but it's... it it's uh, Wow, the artwork, oh, cool. artwork's a little bit more updated. It looks like there's four human characters. Uh, only one girl. <laughs> uh... And Are the designs similar? Are they uh, added upon? Let me, send you, let me send you a link. Check check this out, fellas. Check this out. Look at this bow, evil bow, dino bow, holding bow. the earl world, dude. Oh, fuck, man. Shit just got real. Oh, they're grown up. I recognize two characters, at yeah. least. She's so. a babe. <laughs> she lost the pink uh, suit, though. Wow. Reptilon has just found its sister planet, Earth, complete with water, fauna, and a billion pieces of meat. <laughs> is that all they have is the cover so far? I want to see the interiors, bro. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Reptilon. Reptilon. That's cool. I mean, they have good names and shit. Um, this evil dinosaur has an interesting plume of fucking hair feathers or something. Going on. Yeah. It doesn't look stupid. <laughs> I mean, the drawing doesn't look great. The head, the proportions of the head is kind of silly, but... I thought this crossed over with something else and was going to be bigger, but it's probably oh, it's a five issue miniseries. I will be read comic read comic onlining that later <laughs> well, when, it, when it comes out. Yeah, the solicit or whatever is out. I still I'm not fully familiar with comic book speak speak. That's that's me. That means it's gotten the green light basically, and they're making the uh, the thing. What solicit? Yeah. A solicitation is just, it means it's coming out. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, yeah. got it. I'd be down to watch another episode of something. Uh, you know, the whole idea is just like MST3K, the cartoon we're watching, you know. Right, right, right. I like the idea. I definitely want to continue doing it. This, yeah. Like, I, I, I like, I, it's when it comes to Superhouse, I am the yes man, you know. I'm like, well, fuck, yeah. let's do it, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Any any of this shit's worth trying, you know what I'm saying? So I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm definitely down to do pretty pretty much whatever. All right, everybody, that was episode 100 and what is it? 36? Where are we? Oh. Um, uh, for, this is 136. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So uh, it was it was really fun doing the Doctor Strange stuff. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Stefan. I hope our listeners did as well. Kind of feel bad that Maddie couldn't have joined us for this one. Um, yeah. For for that part of this episode anyway, and um, want to once again thank Shasta and and Matt Herring too. Uh, you're part of the list. 
And if you want to be added to the list, you we want you to go to patreon.com slash superhouse podcast. We have a $1 tier and a $5 tier. And good old Matt Herring is part of that $5 tier, man. So thanks a lot for that shit, man. This shit you, is Matt a Herring. lot of extra work on top of our jobs and our <laughs> our lives in yeah. general. So, um, man, I know Stefan's been it. doing a shitload of work and we have a bunch of shit coming. Um, I'm Thunderwolf Drew on Twitter. And Thunderwolf lives on Instagram. Uh, please check out the new superhousepod.com. At the bottom of that, in the footer, we got a superhouse shop link. That's basically a link to our T Public page, and you can get the superhouse shirt. I'm wearing it right now, by the way. Um, yeah, mine came yes. in. <laughs> yeah. Um, Going to be wearing that at, at uh, Comic Con this weekend. Fuck yeah. And uh, promoting that stuff there and all that. And um, what else we got, Stefan? Um, I was just going to say something. Yeah, so in the coming weeks, uh, I'm starting to wind down on a couple projects that will be coming out soon under the Superhouse podcast umbrella uh, on our YouTube and also uh, on the Facebook page and the SoundCloud. Um, uh, but what I wanted to say was I'll be trying out a few new different things here and there with the Facebook posts, uh, uh, trying to bring little entertaining tidbits and stuff and posting a little bit more blogging a little bit more. Um, so stay tuned for some, you know, uh, un, what's the word? Un, 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 uh, <laughs> some unadulterated, un, unadulterated, un, stepped upon terrain in terms of what we've done so far on Superhouse Podcast. Um, I feel like uh, I've got a good momentum going with some of the projects that are coming out and uh, the podcast itself. The brand that we've created has kind of stimulated a lot of really interesting ideas that are being put together. I just started shooting new Hot Package episodes. Um, I keep buying toys, so I'm trying to <laughs> figure out how to make this addiction uh, a positive and productive thing. And so I'm really excited to show off uh, what I got in store for the new hot package episodes and um i don't know i have been doing a lot of work a lot of artwork and stuff but it's been really good it's got me into this mode where i just like can't stop creating so so stay stay tuned list <laughs> dinners awesome and uh what's your uh, social media shit again oh um yeah my instagram is stfnsntcrz all lowercase don't know if that matters um, I got some pictures I'm a post up on there from traveling and stuff and some stuff I've done recently, but, uh, um, check out our Instagram, the Superhouse Instagram for, uh, updates on episodes and cool artwork and stuff like that. Um, and as I start producing more artwork and stuff for sure, it'll pop up there. Uh, but other than that, I don't remember my Twitter and, uh, <laughs> well, if you check, don't remember, you don't check out, use it that much. actually check, <laughs> check out my YouTube channel, um, that is linked uh, to the Superhouse Podcast uh, YouTube channel. Um, I have a feature-length film that I did in 2010 that turned out pretty good. And uh, nice. a couple short films and, you know, just little odds and ends that I've put together over the years that are uh, fun to look at. Go check that stuff out. i got a couple other projects coming, dropping there pretty soon. So that's and probably all my social media. If you have any requests for what cartoons we should watch as well yeah, and comment definitely. on that that would be yeah. most appreciated yeah. um and we have man i wish i could say but i don't i like to keep uh things under my stetson but mm -hmm. uh we do have some pretty Adam cool man. interviewees coming in 
soon as well. I know I keep All plugging right. them and they're not showing up, but they are coming in and um, stay tuned for that. And hopefully I can fucking, you know, get more people uh, this weekend in San Diego. So Yeah, that'll be awesome. Good luck to you, Andrew. Thanks. I'm excited for you. Wish I was going. Yeah, I know. It's kind of uh, crazy that I was going this year as well. I wasn't planning on this, but it happened. Yay. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, episode 136, Andrew signing off, y'all. This is Stefan, and I am also signing off. We used to be four ordinary teenagers. Until one day, we met some new friends from out of town. They were called Dinosaurs. My friends and I became the secret scouts, allies to these dinosaurs from outer space, and joined in their battles against Genghis Rex and the evil Tyrannos. The dinosaurs are leaving, Bossasaur! Well, follow them!
You're listening to the Geekscape Network.